0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. And coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about emerging markets and specifically how brands are expanding their presence in India. Americus, hello.
0: Hey, how are you, Barbara? So I have a number for you, $787.5 million. (laughs) Does that that ring a bell? That is the settlement. Oh for, Fox News.
1: oh, for Fox News. You know <laughs> yes. what's interesting about that? So it's CNN. Big, the, big, the big story in CNN is on that, you know, there's no war in Ukraine, nothing else. This is the biggest story, big story in Fox News. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go to Fox News. No mention. No mention. My
0: understanding is they covered it for six minutes. Here's what's (laughs) interesting. Real hot. I want to get your hot take on this, Barbara. A brand, Dominion is a brand. Fox News is a brand. So this is an interesting kind of from our perspective of thinking about, you know, what happens if a crisis happens in the marketplace for brands and how do they figure out that crisis and what do the brands look like coming out after that crisis? What's your take on on all of this stuff?
1: Well, like in Fox News, if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. (laughs) That's the
0: beautiful thing about having an ecosystem (laughs) where you can catch and kill your own stuff. Stories. That's shocking <laughs> yeah. that
1: there's nowhere in the yes. news. It's amazing, kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, for Dominion, it's a big win, big deal, yeah. big big win for their big brand. Win, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: thirty million dollar valued company. You know, yeah. now you're going to get seven eighty seven point five.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. of it as almost a billion. It just has a little more yeah. sizzle. <laughs> <so. laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. But lots of interesting stuff: brands, retail experiences, emerging markets. All of these things are the types of things that we cover on this fantastic Absolutely. program. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And now, before we introduce our first guest, th- I think. We should play our hit yeah. and miss.
0: Yeah, the hit or I love this part of the show, Barbara, because what we do is we find newsworthy current events that are going on, and we, as a team, discuss with our guests whether or not these events, these initiatives, these marketing programs, etc., that are in the news, are a hit or a good thing, or might be a miss. Hit.
1: The
0: best shot. Bullseye. or miss? Just a bit outside. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I'm going to introduce our guest, since you said we're going to discuss it with our guest. Yeah. Um, And you can discuss it or not with us, uh, Mark, but I do want to introduce you, and if you have an opinion, please weigh in. Um, So our guest for this first part of our show in the hit and miss is Mark. He's the chief correspondent for Bloomberg, and he's actually an expert on Apple. Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about with Apple, that he's written a number of articles on Apple. But before we get to that, there was an article uh, in the news just recently, which Mm -hmm. I think would be a fair game for this hit and miss. And that is that Mattel and Gap, they announced on Wednesday that they're going to do an apparel collaboration based on the toy makers brands. And they were going to use some classic Gap Designs. Mm. And so they have the first release is a Gap by Barbie collection of tees, skirts, logo hoodies, denims, Mm. button downs, um, et cetera. So what do you think? You know what's going on with Gap. Well, (laughs) well, I mean,
0: Gap is a venerable, venerable brand, like you were saying, Barbara. And Barbie, I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, an iconic brand. So I think, you know...
1: But think about the target market. Think okay, of,
0: what's the target market? Like, wh- well, oh,
1: I don't know. Yeah. What's Gap's target market? You know, yeah. they've been having issues like trying to get traction again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is attaching to Barbie the way to do it? And should Barbie yeah. attach to Gap?
0: Is yeah, is this a win-win for both, I guess, is is part of the discussion here. Right. I think it's interesting because in some senses, but Barbie has been kind of rebranding herself and trying to make herself, if you will... Uh, much more modern, much more, I guess, uh, culturally relevant, kind of given women's issues and all these wonderful things. So in that sense, it's kind of an innovative kind of forward thinking brand to sort of attach to. So perhaps the argument is that we're definitely looking at, you know, female consumers or those interested in those you know topics that are associated with female identity, I guess. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought. I forgot that Barbie has been having a rebranding kind of notion of its own because it seems like it's been hot recently. Yeah. Whereas Gap hasn't, um, and so that's what I was thinking more of. But maybe you know, Gap came off this Kanye West disaster. Ooh.
0: Oh. Um, <laughs> Barbie's and, bailing out Gap. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah, like, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. things, and yeah. well,
1: we'll see. Um, so, what are you going to say, hit or miss?
0: I'm going to say uh, it's a hit. I am. I'm going to say it's a hit. Yeah, because I think Barbie's cool and Gap is cool. And cool plus cool is cool. Okay. So, yeah, I like it. I, I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm not willing to do... It doesn't strike. So, sometimes you say this, Barbie. It's like, you hear something, you hear one of these co-branding partnerships, and it's immediate kind of like, you get this red flag. It just doesn't quite fit. There's dissonance. I don't get that in this case.
1: Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I don't get the dissonance. Whether or yeah. not it's a win for each, I'm going to reserve judgment. Oh, uh, okay. And, Mark, I know you. Don't, it's not your expertise, and you really have no opinion, but do you have an
2: opinion? <laughs> 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 and any take on
1: um, Barbie and Gabby, and
2: I don't have an opinion (laughs) on uh, on Barbie uh, or the Gap. I do have uh, quite a few uh, blue and uh, black uh, t-shirts that I like to uh, wear, sleep in. but that's as far as my opinion goes on Gap and Barbie. Not not much <laughs> opinion on Barbie. I'll I'll stay in my lane on Apple. Oh, okay.
1: Well, given that we didn't ask you on to talk about Barbie and Gap, that's lucky for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you do know a lot about Apple, and yes. Apple's been on the move. They've been Huge. in the news. You've written a yeah. number of stories on Apple.
0: Apple's doing uh, a lot of cool things, Barbie. So, they're one of the sorry, they're one of the few tech companies that like aren't like laying off lots and lots of people. Yeah, they're right? doing
1: really well. They're doing really well, they, and they're putting their stake in the ground on the uh, privacy issue. Issue, you know, so they're kind of head to head with Meta on that in mm. some sense, because mm-hmm. Meta is hurt by Apple's privacy um, and Google as well. Anybody who's advertising is kind of hurt by Apple's privacy stance. So that's a big thing. One of the reasons we want to talk about Apple and we could talk about Apple more broadly. But I was really interested in um, I saw a news story a couple of weeks ago that Tim Cook was recently in India opening up some of the first two Apple stores in India. Wow. And it was kind of. A big thing that he was there and building off, you know, the past China strategy. And so do you want to tell us what you know about any of this yeah. before I keep blathering on?
2: <laughs> no, no. I think you summed it up uh, wonderfully. Tim Cook, Apple CEO, he's in India actually uh, this week. Oh, wow. He opened up the first store in India in Mumbai mm. uh, a few days ago. And they're actually opening up another store, their second store in India in New Delhi, wow. uh, actually in a few hours from now. Wow. Uh, you know, in their local time, right? So August 20th there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're laying down, like you said, they're planting their flag down. And this is really significant. These retail stores, and I think this comes back to what you were talking about earlier, it's a marketing exercise mm-hmm. uh, for Apple. The stores themselves are not going to move the needle for the company financially Mm. or generate a ton of new revenue, but it does show the impact that it wants to eventually make in the market in India, Mm. right? I mean, right now, they're making only a few billion dollars per year in India. And when I say only, (laughs) that's comparatively (laughs) to the company in general. Right, is making maybe north of $300 billion a year in totality. Right. Uh, but over time, they want India to become one of their biggest markets. Mm. Right now, they have very little market share in, in India. It's essentially a rounding error mm. compared to <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, the, its other businesses, its other geos, as well as the performance of competitors in India. Mm-hmm. But that is a negative on one hand. But on the other hand, uh, that's a huge opportunity, right? And they see the way they developed in China over the last 20 years as something that could play out again mm. in India, mm. right? So they have this whole supply chain in China, but they also have one of its their biggest geographies is in China, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I think they can replicate that, build a massive supply chain and ecosystem for production in India, but also have a, a huge market there too. And mm-hmm. hopefully for them, you know, gain some market share. So,
1: I mean, this is an interesting play for a number of reasons. One, for you're pointing out the growth, the potential growth in India. It's a huge market. And with a teeny tiny bit of business there, there's incredible upside potential. So we'll talk about that in a second, because I imagine that that market is quite different than the Chinese market or the American market. And so whether or not it'll play is kind of an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um But the other thing is, with regard to China, where a lot of the growth was, a lot of the growth is in China for a number of companies, Apple being just one of them. Um, But China's kind of a double-edged sword a little bit. There's a lot of politics around China, and I think there's some risk in associating with China.
2: Well, not to veer off of your question, but there was actually a report this morning uh, that India's human population passed that of China officially. So India now has a bigger population than China. And so that just shows you the significance mm. and the opportunity there. Now, in terms of the double-edged sword you mentioned in China, it is certainly a double-edged sword. There are so many issues between uh, Apple and China in China in the minds of many. You've had over the last five years, you've had the COVID zero policies uh, in China, which greatly impacted product production for Apple, led to many product delays and other issues. You've had the trade war and the tariffs, which could have impacted Apple product pricing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've had people concerned about human rights violations and other issues of the sorts at Apple's supply chain, right, from a component level and a final assembly level, Mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, there's benefits to Apple in China, right? The manufacturing expertise in China is leading, right? right? They lead the globe in that, the fit and finish Uh, the speed, the amount of people they can have working on these devices at once. This is really the only way at this point as of this conversation that Apple can produce products not only in the quantity that they do, but at at the fit and finish they do and at the cost they do, right? And so there are trade-offs when it comes to diversification. Mm -hmm. The Apple plan is to keep a pretty sizable base in China, but diversify to India primarily, but also Vietnam, that would be number two, after India. Number three, Malaysia. Number four, Thailand. Number five, Ireland, right? So it's diversification, but there's trade-offs, right? There's trade-offs with diversification. There's engineering trade-offs. There's new feature trade-offs. There's fit and finish, and there's cost trade-offs, right? And the company's belief is that India presents Trade-offs, but the fewest amount of trade-offs. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Right. That is interesting. Because I think of the Indian market as quite different than the Chinese market. Uh, and like you said, very small market share. So are Chinese users, do you happen to know, big users of phones? And what what phone do they use if it's not an Apple phone?
2: Yeah, right. And so in terms of the trade offs, I'm speaking about that has to do with production and quality itself. But you're right, there are also major differences between uh, the Chinese economy and the Chinese consumer and the Indian economy and the Indian consumer. And I think what Apple sees is that the technology in India 5g and other Mm. technologies that Apple products leverage, right, they see an expansion happening there over the next five years, 10 years or so, they see a growing middle class an improving economy, and a lot of development going on. in rural areas and areas with high infrastructure already. And so I think they see that as an opportunity there. And trust me, they wouldn't put Apple stores there if they didn't think that uh, was an opportunity. There's plenty of developing countries where there are no Apple retail stores, right? right? Two years ago, they launched their online store there too. So they've been planning this for a while.
0: Interesting. So in India, Mark, what is currently the dominant player, the, the big market share leader? And can you talk a little bit about them? Like what Two things, when, what, are they, what are their characteristics as a company and as, as a uh, deliverer of products and services, and what do you think they're going to do in response to this signal from Apple that, hey, things are looking like you know they're going to take off there, so we're going to jump into that sandbox if you're Apple?
2: Yeah, so the real leaders there are the likes of Xiaomi, Huawei, Oppo, Vivo, uh, Samsung. Mm-hmm. These are the Korean and Chinese uh, phone makers. Now, there is, a, there is a big difference between those phone makers and, and Apple, and that comes down to price, mm. right? The average price of an iPhone is north of $800 at this point, whereas the average price of the phones that are selling in India, I believe, is sub $300 or $400. Wow. Right? wow. That's a big difference. Ooh. Right? And so Apple yeah. doesn't necessarily have a product that fits into that band, mm-hmm. right? And so either they continue to refurbish older iPhones, bring down the cost of iPhones, or they're really going to only be appealing to a certain market. Mm. Uh, in India. And I think Apple's hope over time is rather than them needing to lower their prices uh, to meet the Indian consumer of today, their hope is that the Indian consumer of tomorrow reaches where, where Apple's pricing is.
1: You know, I want to go back to something America said at the beginning of this conversation, which was that Apple is one of the tech companies that's doing well compared to some of these other that are announcing a lot of layoffs. And I know you've looked at Apple more broadly than just this issue of China versus India. What's your sense of why Apple's doing so well and some of these other tech companies are floundering a little?
2: You know, there's a couple of things at stake. One is that at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, people like to use this term about a transition to digital, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's ridiculous personally <laughs> uh, because we have been living in the high tech and the digital age for 10, 15 years now, right? The iPhone right. came out. Uh, 15 years ago, <laughs> right 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 um, And so I think this the way they marketed it, uh, these other companies is, is, is absurd to me. Uh, Apple can fall into the trap of overhiring, right The amount of people they hired, the amount of investment they made stayed completely stagnant mm-hmm. and even dipped a little bit over the course of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Ah, and now so that uh, things haven't you know now that things have gone terribly, uh, concerns about recession, mm-hmm. economy, et cetera, Apple's not needing to pare back and peel back, right, and go backwards because they never made uh, that leap that everyone else made. Now, to be clear, they are cutting costs in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. They have fired essentially all of their contractors, Mm -hmm. so non-full-time employees. Uh, That amounts to thousands of people still, Mm -hmm. right? They've cut back on some third-party retail partnerships. They've cut travel budgets, basically mm-hmm. everything you can think of other than laying off people. Oh, interesting. Right? Okay. It's but it's also under
1: the design. radar. They don't get <laughs>
2: yeah. the headlines on
0: that. <laughs> I was praising the them, and it turns <laughs> yeah, out they're
2: yeah. firing all the independent contractors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It is It is under the radar. Uh, and it's certainly not, I mean, Meta seems to be announcing a $10,000, uh, $10, a $10,000, a 10,000 person workforce cut on a, you know, every two or <laughs> three months, right? Yeah. Right, right. So yes. right. Apple was not going in that direction. When COVID hit, they had to shut down 500 plus retail stores globally. They didn't fire any of their retail employees, huh? right? They didn't know how long the pandemic was last. They fired no one over the pandemic, That's very right? cool, actually. That's very, uh, very cool. And the reason they're able to do that is because of their massive cash balance, I've done the math on this. Let's say Apple doesn't generate another dollar, uh, which is obviously not the case. They just generated a million dollars with that snap, right? (laughs) They, they, um... They could last two years without generating another wow. money. Yep. That's a that's great position. without making position. any changes to their expenses, right? Right. So they can with they could withstand some stuff. Mm-hmm. That's
1: very cool. Let me ask you another thing. Speaking of meta, you know, they invested heavy duty in the metaverse and all this other stuff. Yep. And then they have to pit it and do all that other stuff. I see yeah. one of the articles that you wrote was about Apple coming up with an AR VR headset. So they're investing in this virtual augmented reality, also. Like, but what's their position? Yeah, and
0: how is it different and smarter than Meta?
2: Right. <laughs> Here's the difference between uh, Apple and Meta on this metaverse or ARVR approach. Apple would be happy if. Uh, it became 5% of their overall business, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Meta tried to make it 100% of their business, mm-hmm. right? Or to be fair, probably 80% of their business. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
1: with a lot of hype, that's always a bad
2: idea. Right. Right. <laughs> right. They've hyped right. up the Metaverse, right. and then they failed to deliver on that hype. That's right. I watch a lot of uh, uh, NBAs, the NBA playoffs right now. Nice, right? nice, and nice. There's these commercials, and Meta has a commercial that airs almost every night. And what you're seeing, uh, there's actually two, two different commercials I remember. One, it's you have firefighters running into a house that's burning down Mm -hmm. wearing AR goggles or VR goggles and being able to see through these goggles where the people are in the house so they know exactly where to save them. Okay. Then the other commercial is you have a doctor's office uh, with a doctor examining a patient's knee cartilage right, or their leg Mm -hmm. while wearing these VR goggles Mm -hmm. and the goggles are telling them uh, what they're looking at. Basically, it's like a live X-ray of this – Leg yep. right, gotcha. and these are both commercials for Meta, hyping up the power of the metaverse. That's pretty cool. What's though. the problem? <laughs> well, let me let me tell you the problem. Don't get too excited. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Those features don't exist. Oh dear. They're, sell- <laughs> they're selling uh, a a false notion of what this technology is able to do. Mm. Maybe in twenty years that technology will be oh, capable. Oh, that doesn't of that. sound a good Maybe idea to me. But that's not happening soon. So they're selling a technology that's, yeah. that's not real, Interesting. right? Interesting. And so I think Apple's taking a different approach where they're trying to apply it to real world applications. Gotcha. Apple's approach for its AR VR headset is essentially the future of the computer it's an iPad or a laptop oh. on your face. Everything we're doing today on our computers, it's going to do the same thing, but you're just going to be operating in a 3D mixed reality interface. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I think of that. I forget. I went to give a talk on the West Coast somewhere. It was some metaverse gurus were all around, and I forgot what web it was. Now, I forgot it was either web 5.0 or 6.0 or 4.0. I forget which number we were on. Mm -hmm. But they were saying something about the future of it is really mixed. You know, half of you see reality, you see, which is what you're describing, that some of it is virtual some of it's real and you're just kind of moving seamlessly yes, yes, in your yes. everyday life yep. through that kind of thing right. and that's what it sounds like what you're talking about apple's building towards
2: but it's going to take years for this to take off i mean the first apple headset it's probably going to cost uh around three thousand dollars which mm-hmm. is triple the price of an iphone Yep. uh i'm not sure anyone in the right mind is going to buy one you well, know at least initially right yeah. it's going to be a very tough sell and then on top of that people are tired of the metaverse idea. People are tired of this notion of AR and VR because Meta has just soiled the market oh, in dear. Such a way, right? Because sucks. they yeah. I mean yeah. they kind of they kind of they kind of created a market and then destroyed it here's, with promises and under delivering.
0: Here's what's interesting about this Barbara, get your thoughts on this because when you raise this point Mark Uh, Listeners, this is Mark Gurman, chief correspondent for Bloomberg, by the way, on the radio program. It was interesting. I was thinking about, you know, the loyalists for Apple compared to a loyalist for Facebook, which probably doesn't exist, <laughs> right? So, right. so you know what I mean? So it's like the, the people who are really into the Apple ecosystem, they're already kind of warmed up to say, oh, headset, okay, you know that? you know what I yeah. mean? Uh, whereas for Facebook, it's like, you got to overcome all that distrust, all that. So
1: that's almost your, I've been trying to watch some of your videos, America, to get Uh-oh. this idea. So <laughs> that's kind of what you mean by brand identity. Yes. So the brand identity yep. or the tribe around Apple is strong, right? yeah. Yes. But you don't think it is that's what you're saying in 100%. America's talk yes, right
0: Yes 100% 100% <laughs> and that's why to Mark's point it's like yeah Facebook man, they went they went so it's soiled because you don't trust them the privacy stuff Cambridge Analytica all that stuff and now you say, well, here's the headset. It's like, no, <laughs> right to Mark's point, they reject it. But I could see Mark even a three thousand dollar headset. People saying, you know what? I love Apple. I trust Apple. It's I'm my brand. Apple's I'm in I'm
1: already I've here. I got the phone. I got the laptop. I got the iPad. I got the watch. Thing. I'll
2: be first in line. I can't wait to try <laughs> yeah. that. I don't think that it's going to have any sort of mass appeal. Here, I'll tell you this: they'll be lucky if they sell a million of them in the first twelve months. Uh, they sell over two hundred million iPhones a year, wow. so. At best, there'll be one two hundredth of the But, iPhone. you know,
1: to America's um, point, broken. you know, I mean, it is too expensive and stuff, but I really do. I bought the watch. I was the first you know, mover on the watch because yep. I believe in the whole infrastructure and what you're describing. and You know, and we. I didn't want to buy a Google glasses thing. That just seemed crazy, you know, at that yep. time. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Trust me, no one drinks the Kool-Aid more than me. Right? <laughs> I, mean, that, I believe in their... But uh, I, I see right through it, right? That's why I, I do this job. But... Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really have a good understanding of what they're trying to do and what their goal is and uh, where, where they'll end up landing. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately the Apple headset is going to have a similar beginning to the Apple Watch, right? Wow. The Apple Watch, when it was announced in 2015, uh, compelling. Yeah. First couple of years were were rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The app situation was very weak. Uh, it was sluggish. The processor was too slow. It didn't have features like cellular or GPS. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of substandard, mediocre. Mm. <laughs> now, it's like the, it's the crown jewel of the smartwatch market. Mm. And I think over time, you'll see Apple make hardware enhancements. Yep. You'll see them change the software to match what the market is telling it it wants, mm-hmm. right? I think you'll probably see them revamp the software within two years, right, on the yeah. headset after it understands what consumers are Apple using man. it for. Yeah. They'll, they'll re this thing yeah. to really meet what the market wants. Yep. They'll add new hardware features. They'll improve their pricing structure. They'll add additional models. And don't forget, this is going to be a U.S.-only product at launch. It's Ooh. going to have a long ramp Before over it years. gets to so, India, huh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. oh, okay. maybe 10 years before it gets to <laughs> India. But right. I'm telling right. you, if we right. had this conversation in, in five years from now, we could be talking about how Apple, how mixed reality is now at the core of the company. Wow. So, wow.
1: That is so good. Okay. Mark, fun. we're going to have to have you back to talk to us more about Apple because Apple is clearly a company to watch. Thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and the articles you write?
2: No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're both wonderful. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Mark Gurman. And then you can subscribe to my weekly column. I have an article that comes out every Sunday called Power On at bloomberg.com slash power on. And yeah, looking forward to coming on again soon. Yeah, that'd
1: be great. Thanks a lot. We're right at the end of our time, and unfortunately, this is radio, so we follow our time. But thank you very much much. for being here, and we'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week, and you can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, or you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. Thank you for listening today to our show about India and all the changes that are going on there and we're so thrilled to have our guests. Thank you, Dr. Jane, for being with us. We'll be back next week. Until then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn, here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.